That's the way it is. It's down there and I'm in here. I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. Is it really the podcast that challenges popular opinions about movies? I'm Zach Smith Michaels. I'm Brandon Sharp. I'm the mean prison warden Mitchell. And I believe in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight we are watching the Shawshank Redemption and asking Deep or Fluff? So, just a little heads up as to what's going on here this month that is it really? It is favorite movie month. So, we. As movie lovers, of course, we have favorites. So this month, we are going to be talking about our personal favorite movies. And we are kicking it off this month with Mr. Brandon Sharp's selection, the very popular and very well-loved Shawshank Redemption. So, Brandon, could you maybe, before we get started, just tell us a little bit about your um, experience with this movie? Well, I wish I had planned something because I know uh-huh. my relationship with this movie deserves more than, you know, the thoughts I'm going to throw together right now. But um, I I want to say that this this was my favorite movie, probably in college. And okay. I, I don't I don't feel like I spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, what's my favorite movie right now or, you know, what's in my top five. This was my favorite movie. The last time I thought about. Hey, what's my favorite movie? So, you know, that, that it was not that long ago, but it was definitely um, a time when these, you know, uh, one liners that are a little syrupy, like, I, you know, I would just gobbled all of that up. And I I loved I, I loved the Morgan Freeman narration. And, you know, just this movie was made for college Brandon that was like a sponge, you know, just wanted to mm-hmm. soak all of this um, faux wisdom up. And, um, I feel Ooh. I've, well, I, I know I'm not trying to get too spicy right away, but it, you know, it's, it's just very, very syrupy, very, you know, um, feels like curling up with a warm blanket. Like it just kind of, you know, coats you in this saccharine envelope. Um, but I, but I loved it then. And I watched it again, you know, recently, and I love it now. I still love mm-hmm. this movie and sure. It maybe had a lot, has a lot to do with, um, like our history, the, the history I have with this movie, but, um, I, I enjoyed it just as much now as I used to. So, so what I'm hearing is feels like home to it, me. Mm, yeah. I mean, it, it, like it just feels, it feels right when me. I, when I watch it. Feels good. Feels like I get it. Shawshank Redemption is a prison movie, and we did throw it over to Facebook to see what your favorite prison movies are. Way more response than I expected. Man, Me y'all too, like honestly. some prison movies. Yeah. Y'all love some prison movies. You do, yeah. Um, Margaret Catella got us started with the Green Mile. What do you what do you fellas think of the Green Mile? Is that another Stephen King? I feel like it is. That one's like I feel supernatural. Like he, I feel like yeah. he like puts bees out of his mouth or something at one point in that movie. Um, that's a really sad one. I remember that. I feel like it's not so much about prison as the death penalty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, why would we put someone to death? 
Yeah, I don't love it. I I remember being told I should love it, and mm-hmm. it's just it's not it's not great. Um, it's just, I feel like it was on a list that I read one time of like movies that you shouldn't like anymore now that you're out of high school or something like that. <laughs> oh boy, but I feel I like Tom Hanks while, so. is doing Tom Hanks in that movie in the same mm-hmm. way that I'll be, you know, I think like Morgan Freeman's kind of doing proto Morgan Freeman in this, right? But I like it. But I, did, yeah, I don't know. What was the actor's name? Michael Duncan Clark. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Michael um, Clark Duncan, maybe. He but was I feel like very really good. good. He yeah. passed away, right? He um, he did. He did. Kathy yeah. Coffee was his last name. Coffee in the movie, I think. I think so. I no. haven't seen it in a while, but okay, that is definitely a good one. Well, Matthew Chamberlain said Toy Story three. Yes. I get it. Very good choice. Yeah, I get very it. Choice. I agree. Uh, Marty Michaels said The Rock. I know that a lot of people think that's mm. Michael Bay's only good film. Um, you guys fans of The Rock? Eh. It's okay. I'm, not a, I'm not a big like that kind of movie, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. say I'm gonna say yes. Like I don't. Okay. It's not something I would watch really anymore. But I would I would say it's probably uh, Michael Bay's best movie, and it's a movie about a prison. I wouldn't say it's yeah. a prison movie. So here's my thing: Does prison? Because I put Escape from Alcatraz, but that's like a prison escape movie is there a difference between prison movie and a movie about breaking out of prison again we're getting very we're we're splitting hairs here but i think so i think okay i think there's a there is a difference well escape from alcatraz seems like a prison movie to me Um, right i think like most prison movies are about escaping prison yeah me too almost every prison movie is about getting out None of them are even Shawshank. No, yeah. yeah, none of them are about like, and they stayed in prison because they <laughs> yeah. were meant to. They meant they, they were meant to be there. Yeah, <laughs> they committed um, a crime and they were meant to serve the. the yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, Kayla Faneth posted a a gif of Cool Hand Luke. I've haven't never seen, seen it. it. Yeah, yeah, haven't seen it. But that's a good I, movie for smart people. Good job, Kayla. Yeah, Joe Frost said uh, it's a close second for him. Um, Gail Sharp said Papa Jan. I haven't seen That's it. How you say it. This is one it's I remember a, watching Papillon? with yeah, French. French. with Papillon. my dad. It's um oh great. I was Dustin say. Hoffman. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. Else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I even the remake isn't that bad. Um, I remember yeah. liking it. It's good. Yeah. Um. Well, Jimmy Hughes said uh, Shawshank Redemption. Here's my people. Here's my people. A bunch of Joe Frost said Shawshank. Phil mm-hmm. Lager said Shawshank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, friends. B. Brian Smith said, Great Escape. Have you guys seen that one? No, but that's the Clint Eastwood. I feel woefully underprepared that's, for this episode. That's uh, Steve McQueen. Yeah, Steve McQueen's a no, great escape. No, I'm thinking Escape from Alcatraz. That's yes. right. Yeah. Yes. 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 This mm-hmm. is the one where he does the motorcycle or something yeah. over the fence. That sounds right. Yeah. Right. Or maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we should watch right. more now, movies. We should right. watch more movies for hosting a podcast. I'm ashamed. <laughs> now, here are two that that came up, and I'd be curious to get your thoughts. Uh, Danielle Booker said Shutter Island, and Chris Monroe said One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which both those movies take place in, like, mental institutions. Mm-hmm. And Silence, I feel like I would yeah. count both of them, but I don't know. what I feel like those are not One Flew Over the uh. Cuckoo's Nest, but I feel like Shutter Island leans into being more of a thriller than, like, a prison yeah. movie. What would you guys say? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest is a little bit more prison movie like to me because it's like about the institution. I think right, we're and about the cruelties. 
I think we're kind of exploring prison movies in different genres here also. You right. know, yeah, thriller, comedy, you know, Shawshank's obviously a drama. You know, I think there's just some Are tone. there any comedic prison movies? Well, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is considered a comedy. Well, yeah, I guess, but like the, the longest get, yard, get hard, the longest uh, featuring, yard, uh, yeah. Kevin, James, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. <laughs> Why do I know that? Yeah, I know. It makes me sad. It makes me sad. Uh, James Eller said, "Life is beautiful." And finally, Olivia Elizabeth Bender said, "Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban." Mm. Very good, but not Excel- a prison movie. Excellent very, movie. Very, very we, funny choice. Not a prison great movie. movie. <laughs> we don't see prison in that movie, though. So uh, hold on, you know. don't we see? Um, we see what's it her face? Beelzebub. Um, uh, not in that be one. That's later. Bellatrix. Bellatrix. She's <laughs> 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 uh, like cackling. Ah! That, that happens a little later. We see him break out. I think right. That's in one of the later ones. Something yeah. like that. Something like that. Sorry. I'm a cool. bad Potter Sorry. fan. Well, Shawshank wasn't a hit when it was released, but has since gone on to be ranked number 72 on AFI's 100 Years 100 Movies collection of the greatest American films, and it currently sits at number one on IMDb's top-rated movies. Why is this such a widely loved movie? What's the appeal? Was that shock? Was that shock in your voice, Zach, as you said number one? uh, Did your voice break a little bit? (laughs) I'm trying to read with some inflection. Did your soul dial on the inside when you Brandon, my voice isn't like sexy and buttery like (laughs) yours, so I have to put like a lot of emotion into it to make it play. I think I looked at that list, by the way. It is all dramas. Like it is it is all like I think something like night. IMD's top rated movies. I think something like uh, like a list like that is going to be a it's all crowdsourced, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's going to yeah. be very just widely viewed, widely popular films like, yeah, Mitch, The Dark Knight. I mean, I can With dudes who get riled up on the Internet about I movies. Don't know about so it's all like that. 12 Angry Men, the usual suspects. You know, it's like very dramatic. <laughs> I need to look at that list. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no like, rom coms on that I, list. There's no like, foreign films on that list. I, I feel like <laughs> movies that were the movies that created this podcast were like. You know, movies that people haven't seen, but I I have to say it because everybody loves it. You know, the movies yeah. that like because with with I think crowdsourcing and and, you know, people just voting, there's a lens of like, well, we have to say like this movie that I don't like because I don't want to seem dumb. I think with movies, there's a lot of like showing, you know, I'm smart because I like this movie. And I think like you really see that with IMDb lists, but mm-hmm. I don't think of and I don't want to say this in a rude way i don't think of like shawshank as like a super a intellectual very well directed good movie but i don't think of it as like you know oh you know, this you is know, a you know I mean? this is a movie that people would consider a smart choice though the, yeah the, the, the the like well me let's just take me for example i'll hmm. i'll just put myself you know in in college this would have been my smart choice you know Secretly, I love Rocky. I love Star Wars. And now I'm old enough to be like, I don't care. These are my favorite movies. I love Star Wars. I love Rocky. But um, this would have been like my intelligent choice in in college and in my, you know, early 20s. I think um, 
well, even into my mid twenties, this was, this was a, my favorite movie for a while. So yeah. can I tell you another reason I think that it's really popular on this list? Uh, I did a little research by hmm. 2013, the Shawshank Redemption had aired on 15 networks by that point. Yeah. And in that year, 2013, it was shown 151 hours on basic cable. Yeah. Uh, so they kept wow. showing that movie over and over and over again. I was raised by the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, that's my personal experience. I think probably a lot of people caught a portion of this movie on TBS or on TNT, you know, and and then that would lead them to want to watch the whole thing mm-hmm. because I, I feel like it's not a, it's it's pretty slow. It's not a movie and that you don't have to watch it to get what's going on. It's not. a Well, right. it's completely <laughs> narrated the whole way through. And it's a movie of vignettes of like little 10 minute scenes well, where it's like, here's the Brooks scene. Here's the rooftop sure. beer scene. You know, a lot of scenes that live by themselves. You see a scene mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, this is great. Then people turn around and, you know, and want to watch the whole thing and make dinner or, you know, and then you come back. I was okay. So personally, I was saying I saw a scene. I would I think I would always see like the like the ending collection of scenes where the poster gets torn away and we're seeing what happened. I think for some reason, I would always end up seeing that when it was on TV. And Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, then wanted to turn around and go watch the rest of it because I love that part. Um, But, yeah, the movie doesn't move incredibly quick. It drags a little bit, um, but for me personally, it you know it just it doesn't need to move quickly. It's you know I I love it yeah, the way yeah. it is, but absolutely it makes yeah. well it makes so much sense to me now because you know I didn't really grow up watching movies on TV. For me, yeah. watching movies was always like mm-hmm. very intentional about like I'm gonna watch this movie today, and it makes a lot of sense because. For this to be so many people's favorite, like it's a little surprising because there's a lot of like really challenging content like there's sexual assault in this movie there's you know um, which wouldn't have been on the tv version exactly there's like commentary on like you know the the prison system and things like that which i feel like in a way that feels very toothless and not very controversial but what i'm saying for like the mass public you know that's kind of like you don't really see a lot of people going in for that in their media but i feel like because especially on tv it doesn't like i don't really know how I want to say it, but it's not quite as jarring in that setting, I feel. And I feel like a lot of the, like, they probably cut the profanity out and all this Mm -hmm. other stuff. And so all of a sudden it becomes a movie you can, like, watch with your kids or you can watch with the family over and it's okay. So, because watching this, thinking, like, who would watch this and think, like, my my children will enjoy this. But now if I'm thinking, oh, it's edited for TV, it reminds me of, like, when a lot of people said they loved my cousin Vinny as a kid or like planes, trains and automobiles as a kid. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of, well, if you saw it on TV, probably a lot of the sharper edges were like sanded down a little bit. Yeah, I think that's but a I good think point. My point Mitch. Is, like there it's are not, no sharp edges. It was it's not made to be contains, a commentary. I agree with yeah, that. It, it no, does no, no, not right, contain right. any drama. And I don't mean right. that in like it's a bad movie. I just mean like right. it's not terribly um opinionated it's not trying to address uh, like, anything it, like yeah that. it does like it does like show you know the cruelty of prison but it yeah it doesn't really point the finger no. too yeah. much it kind right. of washes over you so right. i think it is a movie a 16 year old girl could watch and a 50 year old man could watch on the couch together and neither is going to be upset or like real like get into a, a fight over the themes because it kind of just it feels 
important and it feels mm-hmm. classy, but it's not necessarily saying something really pointed. Yeah. So do you think that the mass appeal is why, you know, the movie is so popular? Yeah, I, th- I think it's inarguable. I, I think, think it's like Coca-Cola. Mitch is making a good point. Well, and made a good point earlier. This movie cast a wide net. It cast mm-hmm. an absolutely wide. Everyone. Well, there was a generation of people who uh, channel surfing. That was a term that you would hear yeah. in the 90s. Flipping, flipping, flipping and would land on Shawshank Redemption and stop. It's like a movie that it's like, oh, Shawshank, John, I'll watch this again. You know, it's it's something that made its way into homes for, you know, a decade, like a lot of homes. I I feel like that's a good point. Yeah. Right. So so you're saying like the the movie, like mentioned, I like the Coca-Cola analogy where like it's not necessarily like fine dining but it's a meal that is like consistent and that you know is going to like leave you feeling pretty good yeah because i want to be really clear when we get into the next block i'm going to talk about how much i like the movie i really like this movie but Mm -hmm. it's wide appeal i think it's very well directed i think there are beautiful things here but there are there are no sharp edges if we want to watch a you know get like a really accurate take on prison we might watch the HBO series Oz or something, you know, like there are other yeah, things yeah. that we really want, like a, an unvarnished version of prison. Th- this is, this is not addressing prison or the penal, um, the, the, uh, the department of correction industrial yeah, complex. Yeah, n- right. nothing. Yeah. There, there are, there is not a commentary here about prison. So I would agree with that. I would even mm-hmm. say like, that's probably the reason it had really lackluster, it had some bad critical reviews, not just like the audiences didn't care. Uh, when it came out, the LA Post and Washington Post were both like, this is a sentimental piece of garbage. The inmates are pushovers. The cons are just swell guys. But if you think about when it came mm-hmm. out in the 90s, this was the tough on crime era, right? This was right. Clinton's violence against crime bill. And this was like, even Biden was like, I don't care what made him do it. Like, Everyone was really against prisoners at this point in our history. So a movie that kind of shows all these prisoners is like "Eh, just kind of okay, dudes. Like no one's really mean, you know, except for the vilified gay dudes, which we'll, you know, get into that. But like, uh, you know, even when he goes up and talks to Red, like no one like shoves or pushes Andy. He's just like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Mm -hmm. You kind of standoffish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what parts of the Shawshank Redemption stand out to you? Do you have any favorite scenes or moments? And Brandon, I would really love to to hear from you, being that this is your favorite movie month. What is oh. like the moment for you personally that like cemented this is my favorite movie? Hold my beer, Mitch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just sit over here in the corner. <laughs> so I, I don't know if this is the scene for me, but a beautiful scene for one that I love, love watching every time is the scene when Andy gains the approval of the group. They're tarring the roof. Yes. And, and yeah. he, yes. you know, very, um, I, I don't know if it courage is the right word, but just like approaches the the big bad Hadley, the guard, and basically is able to blurt the right sequence of words out before he gets tossed tossed off the roof. Yeah. And man. and and you know, and uses that as an opportunity. He kind of risks his neck. Oh right? like, yeah. Oh he yeah. He could have 
the first scene that guard kills someone so yeah. he knows what he's doing right it's right, a big risk right. anyways yeah and he was going i mean he was going over the side there's no doubt there's no doubt about it he was able to but i love the way he uses it as leverage to um be, you know get beers for uh, the rest of the working crew and you know doesn't look for um any type of gain for himself and you know in fact he goes on to say Gave up drinking. Um, but I, I think okay. it's a just a really cool um a really cool moment. I you know, I I think of uh you know, I, I love the Morgan Freeman narration. I do. It's it's unnecessary, but gosh, I love it. And I love when he says we sat and drank with the sun on our yes. shoulder shoulders uh, and felt like free men. It just is a mm-hmm. it just gives me chills thinking about that scene. Well, I'm sure we're going to address the narration, but to me, it's really powerful in those scenes because it's not just restating what is going on the yeah. screen. Yes. It's <laughs> expressing a thematic idea, right? Like he says, we felt like the lords of creation. We could have been tarring our own roofs, right? Like that's yeah. really, really, really powerful. I love that the men are portrayed as like just normal dudes. They're human beings on that scene, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of prison se- uh, movies, it's like the only bonding that can happen for the inmates is like through violence. And yep, here it's right. like they're bonded through humanity, mm-hmm, solidarity, mm-hmm. drinking a beer together. Right. Yeah. Like that's powerful to me. Yeah. In that vein, I think my favorite uh, moment is um, Haywood singing Hank Williams yes. in the prison library. Like it's such a, <laughs> it's such a great moment because like you see the prison library. And again, like you were saying, Brendan, it shows like Dufresne that like, he cares about these other people and he wants like their lives to be better and whatever mm-hmm. he can do to do that for them, he's going to. And just that moment where like, you know, you see music as an escape for him. And like, I like that the scene, like it's definitely played for laughs, but not like you're laughing at him. It's right. like you're laughing with him. Like I really mm-hmm. like that scene. Yeah. I think if there's a segment for me that is particularly effective, it's the Brooks stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because to me the movie does take aim at the prison industrial complex to varying effect but this little sub story where it really shows like this is what happens when we just release people to fend for themselves right they can't find decent jobs they can't find basic services like housing or food stamps they can't vote we just dump them on the street um, and there's no effective reintegration. And what do we expect to happen? And uh, it's obviously really dramatized. And, you know, it's um, some might say it's even um, uh, uh, overly dramatized right in that right. moment. And maybe is is being a little melodramatic. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it sets up that really powerful line that Andy says a little bit later in the movie of like uh, the power of hope. There's something inside they can't get to, right? Mm-hmm. They can't touch. It's yours, hope. And Brooks is someone who has had hope taken from him, right? right. Red says, send you here for life. That's exactly what they take. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I find all the Brooks stuff to be really, really effective and moving. Especially like he's a character who will stab someone in the neck in one scene, um, but will also fade, feed baby birds in yeah. his jacket and another. And I will say this about Brooks, too. One of my kind of gripes with this movie is I do think that the, the prisoners are a little bit um, toothless. Like I would like Red, I, I think, is kind of the only character who's meant to be like he has done something bad. 
but he can be good. Like, mm-hmm. I almost feel like I would prefer Andy if he had actually killed his wife and then found redemption. Because uh, right, it feels right. like it's just like a bunch of good people and you don't really get the sense that they, even like that whole thing. Everyone's like, we're, innocent and We're Shawshank. all innocent, right? Yeah. It's yeah. a way of like skating by the fact that many of these people were violent offenders. Yeah. And, uh, and we don't have to really reconcile that. Brooks's character is the closest we get to seeing this is someone who, yeah, is willing to commit violence. Like he kind of toys with the idea of killing his boss. He calls it a bonus, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> like it'd be yeah. kind of a bonus to kill my boss. I chuckled at that. Right. But uh, but he's also a cr- an incredibly decent man and yeah. kind. So that right. to me is interesting. I, I really like that character because I I understand a little bit why he would be locked up, right? Where all these other dudes, I'm like, why are you locked up? You all seem like really... D- decent fellas um right. which i i think that's kind of a tricky line to balance because i think some of those criticisms like i mentioned before are unfair people can be locked up and can be incredibly decent people right like you know right. life is hard and and circumstances that lead to incarceration are complicated but brooks is the most believable i think we get maybe in this movie and a movie about prisoners where like oh i he is at least capable of committing violence yeah you know, what do you guys think of the the villains in the the movie? Um, the guards, essentially, the sisters, the guards, the wardens, the the, the sisters. Uh, um, I sorry, me, I'm the, I'm not trying to be offensive. I that's what they call them in the movie. That's what they're called. No, in the movie. no, no, no. no. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm just. It's, it is whole... offensive, but not because of not because of you. Okay. Like I no, for me the um I found the warden in his portrayal to be almost cartoonish but that being said i didn't care like i kind of liked the over the top um performance that the guy was giving because i think he's just so committed to the role mm-hmm. that that it works or um but yeah you know i feel the op- like well portray- can i just expound on yeah, that a yeah. minute the opening scene we're hearing you know iron clang shut yeah. and these guys yeah. is you know the the new the fresh fish their world's closing in around them and you know we get i believe in two things discipline and the bible here you here you'll receive both <laughs> i think like it's a little like it's a little mm. something but man i got the biggest grin because I remembered what movie I was watching when I heard that line. I was like, oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. it's all these it's all these um, like Shakespearean prison lines. Yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 I feel like um, the portrayal of the sisters is is challenging because it's so offensive. And the movie even tries to like seemingly make reparations because they're like, Oh no, they're not. They're not gay men. They're not whatever men. It's just like they're just bad people, and this is what they're doing in yeah, prison. Yeah, Red says like, they're not even human. I think yeah, that but, is a redeeming line. I agree with you. They're right. trying to square away with this idea, but right. it's still but coding then, the only gay people as predatory, which is exact. Exactly. A long, there's a long history of that. Um, right. And and I think like you know, sexual assault is such a touchy subject that. If you're going to bring it up, you better like be prepared to handle it in like a mature way. And they really in this movie, I feel like use it as like a revenge through line for Andy when later he gets like their leader, like, you know, crippled for the rest of his life and and all of that. So I feel like, you know, if you want to have something like that in your movie, you just need to be ready to, you know, handle it with more maturity than just like 
Well, he tried to fight the good fight and it didn't work. But don't worry, because later he gets revenge. It's like I see. Well, yeah. Andy I don't, doesn't I don't get know. revenge, though. Yeah, I don't yeah, know that it's I, Andy's I revenge it's sure. that way. But yeah, sure. I felt like it's it was. maybe a cosmic karma. Sure, yeah, sure, that sure, the sure, film sure. is is serving up yeah. to us as an yeah, audience. That's what I mean. I think I'm with you. I think um, if I were to give the movie some credit, especially for a movie that came out in the 90s, um, which I don't like doing that because it still does a lot of harm um, to the LGBTQ community when it shows the only effeminate men in the movie as again, predatory rapists. But uh, I feel like, especially with prison movies, like prison rape is often like a joke. Yeah. Uh, it's often like, don't drop the soap. Nip, nip, nip. Um, and I really, really am disgusted by that. Um, even like, uh, I was doing a little bit of research, like, cause I haven't seen a lot of all those old prison movies, but the one with Clint Eastwood, um, Alcatraz. Alcatraz, right? Like a dude tries to try something and he beats yeah. the crap out of him. Right. I'm like, yeah, there seems to be a long line in these movies of like, it's only sissies who get assaulted. Clint Eastwood's not getting assaulted. So yeah. I, I do think what Shawshank does is shows, no, this happens to anyone, right? Like yeah. it's, you know, Andy is, Andy is, you know, he fought the good fight and it doesn't matter. It's, this is a systemic evil of, you know, what we've created in this prison complex. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do give it some credit there. I just think it really stumbles when it comes to like, queer coded characters uh, as being villainous you know, that's not awesome morgan freeman's velvety narration is iconic is shawshank actually saying something important or does this film use his legendary pipes to spin yarn into gold? I love who wrote that. Just, who, wrote who do you that? think? You know I wrote who that. do you think wrote you that? Know I wrote that. <laughs> Here's, I want to say, and I don't want to put my foot in either, on, on, either, on either side of the fence yet. But I, I will say one thing that I picked up this time around that um, I think um, something that hit me really hard was... This movie is about Red's redemption, not Andy's. And I think that may seem like a no brainer to maybe you guys and others. But uh, all these years I've been watching this and I only ever focused on like the breakout, how smart it was getting the last laugh with the warden, you know, like all these things, like the cool parts. But I think um, this is. This movie is really about a man, you know, learning to forgive himself, learning to hope again, um, feel like there's something worth living for, you know, outside of the walls of prison. I I feel like in many ways, this is somewhat of a love story between two friends. And it it is, yes, blanketed in, you know, some cheesy lines. But I think I think when you strip it down and kind of distill some of the, the main themes, you know, this is someone who's given up, who, who could easily go the way of Brooks, you know, who could Mm -hmm. easily just succumb to hopelessness, um, but is choosing to, um, trust his friend is, is choosing to, um, make an attempt at, you know, happiness. And, I think I just I watched that whole second portion or the last portion of the movie just just compl- in a completely different way this time. And it was it was actually really powerful. 
So is it trying to say something? I don't know, but it's definitely there's more layers to it than I originally realized. I will say that. I think I don't want to be I don't want to come out on the other end and be negative. No, but just to just because to, I, I do really like the movie. I really like I said, I, it goes down smooth for me. Um, Zach and I, we used to go to slam poetry a lot. Um, and Zach, do you know, whenever we would look over at each other, when someone was giving a poem that was going to get a 10 and we knew it was a little bit thin, right? It's yeah. like, if yeah. I say this in the right intonation, it will deliver. Right. I, I don't quite feel that strongly about Shawshank, but I do think it's giving a broad hope message, a broad, mm-hmm. um, redemption message, you know, uh, overcoming hardship message in a way that is appealing to many people yeah. in a way that will not challenge anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like, I, so that's my one gripe is like a movie like this to me doesn't affect like, not that art needs to be didactic and needs to make people like change, but it, it should, there should be some sort of implicit change. And I don't think it's a movie to me that succeeds in that way. It, it just is, it kind of washes over me. It goes down right. smooth. It feels like, oh, yeah, freedom. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I feel like I might need one of you to translate for me here, but I feel like Shawshank Redemption is a good movie that is accessible. And I feel like there's yes. kind of this Very long accessible. list of yes. good movies that maybe aren't as accessible. And I'm not yes. trying to say like I'm smarter than anybody, but like right. Citizen Kane is not like, you know, a super like fulfilling happy movie to sit down and watch 2001 a space odyssey is not a super like Mm -hmm. let's sit down and watch even like movies like the godfather aren't super accessible because there's a lot and i feel like a movie like shawshank while there are you know maybe some challenging issues like you guys said i don't want to say that they're harmless but they're not you know maybe as hard hitting it's still a movie Mm -hmm. that like is well-made and well-directed and has good performances. And like you said, Mitch has good um, presentation. It presents itself very well and it's very easy to watch and also a good movie. Now I'm going to hop back on the other side of the fence okay. yeah. uh, because I actually think that's a really important consideration because if let's like take a step back, if a movie is really, really smart and no one watches it, and right. you know what I mean? No one's able to really get it. Right? right. Like I've said this about satire, right? Like satire only works for people in on the joke. So what's right. the point? You know, like that's how I feel like this is a movie like that. Maybe it isn't the most biting and the most insightful, but if a lot of people are able to get something out of it, maybe right. there is a, a benefit to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, there's no, I, and I agree. I complete. And there's a time in my life where I, you know, might've watched this and been like, this is just, you know, syrupy fluff. But here's the thing, like, I love pancakes and syrup. Like, sometimes I want to have brunch. I don't always want to, like, sit down and have, like, you know, a salad with, you know, all the stuff I'm supposed to have. Every now and then, I I want to feel good. And I think that this movie does a great job of taking you on a journey with these characters. Because, like you said, like, maybe... If you, I really don't like the argument where people say, well, if you take this out of the movie or you take out of that out of the movie, it's just a this. I'm like, it's in the movie. Yeah, it's in it. So the movie does have Morgan Freeman and it does have Tim Robbins and it does right. have the good direction and it does have the fantastic cinematography too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's a mm-hmm. well-crafted movie. It's a very well-crafted yeah. Yeah. movie. 
so for me, I'm I'm kind of like, you know, I feel like it's harmless enough that we don't like as maybe bigger film fans need to come out and say, <laughs> well, actually, it's not like a Forrest Gump where, where, where the movie has to be stopped. I say that with, you know, I think, humor, though, yeah. since you brought it up, I think there are some similarities between like a Shawshank and a Forrest Gump. Um, yeah, yeah. I think very much it is it really makes hay out of um the feels and the emotions mm. and is is like you know and i know when you say this you're not poking fun or anything but you, you know i watch movies with my heart you've told me that a yeah. lot and i i feel like i do watch a lot of times for the feels you know i yeah. i love an emotional experience with a movie i think shawshank delivers on on those fronts and i think it has a lot to do with you know morgan freeman and we we've like we we've said often you know tom hanks plays a pretty good tom hanks when he's you know in a lot of his movies mm -hmm. this and and you know and you commented on that this is morgan freeman doing morgan freeman but this is the quint, his best. this is the yeah. quintessential morgan freeman this is what made morgan one. freeman yeah. to me at least popular you know this is why he um was uh, doing narration for commercials and, you know, all right. the, th this movie was what started all of that. And mm. I don't know. I think, I think it, it is, it is important in its own way. And I think yeah. it, there's a, it's, it's obvious to me why this movie or why I connected with it. Before we uh, break out of this prison joint here, <laughs> very good. <laughs> well, fellas, before we uh, we break on out of here, are there any uh, closing thoughts? Let's tunnel through our Let's emotions through our <laughs> <laughs> out to the other side. Makes me nervous. Um, no, I really, really like Shawshank. Um, as much as I've kind of maybe critiqued it for being broad, um, I think it's a really well-made movie, uh, well-acted, beautiful score. I think is this Thomas Newman? It's I think so. a gorgeous score. Yeah. Um, and I do think it uh, does a lot of things really well. Um, my final concern, though, I think maybe it's this. Like when I look back, let's go back to like earlier in the episode where we talked about the IMDb list and stuff like that, or even the AFI list. Um, when you look at the movies that we tend to reward with significance, a lot of them to me feel very, um, I don't know how to say this other than like, uh, uh, Christ mythos, um, white guy important like this is Ben-Hur like there's like eight versions of this movie on the AFI list and I'm not saying that's inherently a problem but I'm saying maybe um, a movie like this is so massively appealing to a big audience because it's a familiar story that keeps getting weaved in and out of our you know culture and society over and over again I'm not saying I think that's inherently problematic I am saying it might be valuable for us to consider other stories and other perspectives and other ways of looking at the world that aren't um, uh, Andy Dufresne is Jesus and he comes in and redeems Red. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I, I get that. Like I've seen that movie many times, um, you know, but I don't know if I need to keep seeing it over and over again, even if it's beautifully told 
so I love the movie for what it is, and I don't want to punish it for what it boxes, um, you know, other movies out, uh, you know, as it exists. But I think moving forward, maybe let's just be aware when we're like crowning movies as big and important and wonderful like they don't all have to be the dark knight and shawshank redemption we can also have other kinds of stories be rewarded and validated and important but this is a really well-made movie um and i do really like it my parents do this little joke whenever they watch a movie together my mom will kind of look at my dad and she'll go, you know, did you like it? And he'll go, what's not to like? <laughs> and for me, I watched a movie like Shawshank, and that's kind of exactly what I think. Like, what's not to like? You know, like we've said, it's well made. There's a lot of good in it. And, you know, like Mitch was saying, is it as thoughtful as some other movies that we hold, you know, that we hold up? No, but at the same time, I don't think that there's inherently anything that's wrong with that i think for a lot of people they like seeing this movie on the afi top list because you know they maybe feel seen or they maybe yeah. feel heard as like people yeah. who who like movies but you know maybe aren't you know obsessed with them and i haven't seen rashomon or whatever it, you know exactly <laughs> I've seen yeah. 50 times so yeah so, and i think that that being said this is a still it's still a good movie and it's still worthy of respect and to, to jump into mitch's camp i think that there are a lot of movies that are similar to this but I feel like Shawshank is maybe the best version. I'd have to think about that a little bit more and think about the other imitators. But I think that this movie sets out to do one thing, and that is to inspire hope in its audience and mm. to leave you smiling at the end. And for me, it, it, passes with fl it passes with flying colors. Are there some problematic elements? Sure. Are there some things in the movie that I personally don't care for? Yeah, but at the end of the day, I think it's good. I think it's accessible. And maybe that's worth considering when we're making these greatest movies of all time lists. I think for me, it's important to, at least for myself, to recognize the fact that it, this was my favorite movie before I watched movies critically. And this was something that I loved before I really tried to figure out what what this movie was saying and i think you know the fact that i've i've uncovered these new th i'm not really like searching for buried treasure here but the fact that new things kind of presented themselves to me this time around i think is is telling like at least for myself yeah. you know the if i think back to all the times i would watch this you know the narration comes to mind the big iconic shot of Andy crawling out of the the tunnel oh, yeah. and it rain and he rips his shirt off like all these things that the movie's not really about you know these these big swells the score the the cinematography that's not what the movie's about and I think it's important to recognize that I I loved the feels I loved the emotion mm. Mm. Um, it. It made me feel like I was watching a very important, good movie. Every time I would watch this, I was like, this is, this is important cinema. You know, this is my favorite movie that, you know, I was able to, um, it, I think, you know, and we kind of laughed about, uh, calling the Shawshank Redemption, the working man's Godfather. I think there is something to 
it being very accessible. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. Um, it, it was definitely something that connected with me in, in one time of my life. And I think it, it was just, it was, I think it was always going to, I think it, it was made to connect with people. It was made to, uh, to make you emotional. Um, I think, I think it does have other things to say, but it, it probably is. Um, it probably is something along the lines of, you know, Andy came to Shawshank to save red and, you know, and he never belonged there. He escaped and, and red then was able to hope and trust. And, uh, I do think these things, that's probably true, you know? So, um, I think all said it's it's maybe not it's maybe not a movie that I'm I'm going to spend a lot more time, you know, watching as the years tick on. But I I have never been a person who watches a movie for an intellectual challenge. I enjoy an emotional experience more than a mind bender. So um I don't know. This is something that's always going to work on me. Can you please can you please say something about Bruce Almighty in this voice? I would love it. Splitting your soup with your hands is not a miracle. That is a trick. Very good, very good. All right, continue with the episode.